Welcome to the Mud Island Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Garrick McMullen, and I'm here to help you find your adventure right here in the UK. Welcome back to the Mud Island Adventures podcast. If you haven't already listened to our previous episodes, you can find them on all of the major platforms from Spotify to iTunes to Anchor to Google Casts, Radio Cast and uh, Pocket Cast Radio Public. We're all on all of those. We're also on Facebook. So you can join our community and our Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram and share your adventures and ask questions from our hive mind of mud islanders now as a change of pace from the previous shows i shall be interviewing garrick about his experience and his expertise in tonight's is the poll winner on the facebook group of garrick what are we talking about mountain biking mountain biking yeah exactly right now i know that this is a uh, very hot topic for you. I know that you've, you've had a long experience with cycling long before we met. So let's just start with where did it start for you? Uh, well, cycling, I mean, it's always um, always been part of my uh, regime, really. It's uh, started off when I was, you know, like many people, it's your first form of transport. It's your mm-hmm. first chance to get out and have a bit of, um, bit of independence, really. So I grew up like most kids and, um, you know, had BMXs and uh, the classic grifter and um, eventually went on to road bikes. And that's pretty much where I stayed until uh, around about 2004, sort of dipped in and out of of cycling. Um, And in um, I I dabbled around with triathlon. And in 2004, I bought my first mountain bike, Mm -hmm. Um, really and truly just to sort of spice it up a bit do something different with my cycling um we recently moved down to uh the south of england down near salisbury plain and there's you know sort of vast tracts of of places to go um ride a bike off road around here so uh, yeah that's how i got started fantastic so what what is the appeal of mountain biking i mean what 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 is what is it that attracted you apart from the accessibility of where you just moved to um, well, initially, to be honest, it was literally just to go and explore somewhere different and try out a different form of cycling. Um, I, I tried cyclocross as a, as a teenager, um, but this was, you know, before mountain biking really kicked off. So the chance to get into it was um, something I couldn't really miss out on. And it was, you know, and, and just another excuse to go ride a bike. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I, I... I, I remember uh, you just mentioned the old grifters there. Yeah, that is what I wanted <laughs> um, when I sort of upgraded from my rally chopper way back in 1980-something. Um, but the, by that point, they'd kind of stopped making the grifters, and I ended up with one of the very first mountain bikes, which was a rally Maverick, and it had about five oh, speeds. Yes. Uh, yeah, so a bit of a classic, I suppose. But um, it, it was. Do you know the Rally Maverick was um, was the bike I did my first cyclocross race on? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Which is completely against what cyclocross actually is. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't have another bike, and somebody lent me a Rally Maverick, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was great fun. <laughs> they were they're fantastic bikes. So, what what really sort of sets mountain biking apart from the other forms of cycling? 
Uh, I, I think just the, the level of diversity within mountain biking is, uh, is totally different. So you, you tend to find um, people gravitate towards one or other of the disciplines. Right. Um, so within mountain biking, you've got cross-country mountain biking, which um, in a sport form, if, you, you know, if you're looking at racing, is um, slightly technical, but more to do with heart and lungs. And, you know, it's, it's, okay. uh, it's a more athletic sport, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other sort of end of the spectrum is um, downhill mountain biking, which involves massive cojones and throwing yourself down um, steep hills and right. big jumps and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it, it isn't just those two ends of the spectrum. There's loads in between. Um, okay. So a lot of the riding I do now is trail riding or what I, what I class as trail riding, riding, um, which tends to be a mixture of cross country and a bit of, um, you know, sort of more technical downhill, uh, and often in the wilder stuff. So rather than going to, um, a specific downhill track or, you know, riding cross country, um, races, I just get out and ride my bike and, you know, have some fun with it in the, in the, the margins of it. Wonderful. So who's it for? I mean, you know, you mentioned there about, uh, having large cojones and, uh, <laughs> you also mentioned about it being quite athletic. I mean, is uh, it... do you know, yeah. Do you know what mountain biking is for everyone? It, um, it, it may not appeal to everyone, and I, I totally get that. You know, not everybody wants. Some people want to cover um, bigger distances on roads um, and stay clean, um, <laughs> and some people, you know, uh, want to explore off-road or explore areas that you can't get to on a road bike. And you know, nowadays there are um, with the the ingress of uh, gravel bikes as well. Um, it's sort of blurring the lines between the two, but mountain biking. Right it just adds a different dimension to it. There's, you know, there's stuff that you really, really can't do on a gravel bike or a road bike that you can on a mountain bike. And it just makes it, um, that, that bit more, uh, that bit more interesting, I think. Okay. So w- when can we do this? I mean, is, is, is there a season to mountain biking or is it an all round year, yearly thing? Um, I, I mean, I, yeah, you can ride all year round. Absolutely, um, you won't have to wear as many clothes, and you won't get as wet, maybe in the summer. Yeah, um, you know, um, definitely with um, with the UK, we have seasons. And, oh yes. you know, hopefully we're just coming out of the wet one. I didn't realise we had a wet, <laughs> rainy season, but apparently we do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but the, yeah, you you know what? You can ride all year round. You just got to um, pick your moments and pick your trails. I think. Um, yeah, and it is, it is um, it's open to anyone, uh, right. really and truly. If you, if you can ride a bike, you can ride a mountain bike. So you mentioned about, you know, specific downhill tracks, and you've talked about your trail riding and everything. So w- where can we do this? I mean, um, mountain biking, are mountains compulsory? Because mm. growing up on the East no. Coast, mountains yeah, are something that happened on wouldn't. the TV. But... So I, I think mountain biking was... Um, you know, mountain biking came from um, back in Marin County, really, in, in California. Uh, and it was a load of roadies on the off-season just deciding to take their old, their old clunkers up uh, up the mountains on the trails around, um, around Marin okay. uh, and ride, you know, see who could ride down them the, the fastest. Yeah. And um, 
you know, it's yes, mountains uh, in its purest form. That's that's kind of what it's about. But um, actually, no, you don't. You, you can ride a mountain bike anywhere. Um, okay. It, you know, if it was restricted just to the mountains, don't get me wrong, it's really good fun in the mountains. But it's also really good fun. Um, you know, I, I live in a non-mountainous area, and it's you know, there's loads of places to go and do it. Yeah. Uh, we we've got a downhill centre, what sort of ten miles from my house, uh, and it's just the side of a hill. But you need a mountain bike to get you know to go on there. It's it's yeah. pretty hardcore. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so, in terms of like cost in terms of outlay you know if you want to start this uh this sport you know what sort of budget are we looking for uh you don't have to pour tons and tons of money into it it always makes me laugh when um you know people are are looking at the the, i think i'm going to try this this you know sport or i'm going to try mountain biking yeah and they're looking at the top end stuff and they're you know my wife's looking at me now going, what? that's what you do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe. Um, well, to but, be fair, you've you, you spent more on bikes than I've ever you know, than I've spent on some cars. So I, I, I definitely, well, my car is definitely worth less than my, my latest bike. So, uh, <laughs> and that's just one of three. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, it's, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get into it. So uh, a secondhand bike off marketplace, you know, you, get on there you can pay a couple of couple of hundred pounds for a, a half decent bike that will give you a flavor not necessarily take you all the way but it will mm-hmm. give you an entry flavor uh into what mountain biking is about okay. um and then you know what once you've had given it a go um then look at upgrading stuff don't go straight in and spend thousands of pounds on this stuff because uh, you know you, you you'll probably end up wasting um, or you may end up wasting. I, I think most people would probably just carry on doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, so if, you, if you're not sure, maybe the best way to do it is go to a local trail centre and hire a bike. Um, yeah. And okay. at the same time, it's worth getting a bit of coaching, I think. So if, if we were talking um, you know, a monetary value to see whether or not you like mountain biking, I would say you're looking at uh, probably 50 or 60 pounds for a day's training um, or a day's coaching from a, a professional. Okay. And then, you know, maybe 40, 50 quid to hire a bike for the day. Right. So it will give you a really good flavor of whether or not it's for you. Yeah. So as, as when we talked about the surfing episode, there are places where we can go, we can have a day's taste or we can do a week's course. And I'm presuming mountain biking is just the same then. Hmm. Absolutely, like uh, like so many sports, um, yeah. you know, the, there's ways and means of going and trying this before you, you know, before you really dip your toe in the water, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. So, how fit do we need to be cycling up hills? I mean, my, my <clears throat> I, I've never been physically comfortable on um, on, on push bikes. Motorbikes mm-hmm. are different because then you can just like open the throttle and off you go. But my knees are not. <laughs> not huge fans of pedaling these days. Um, so in terms of fitness, what, what are we looking at? So there's a, a number of ways you can look at this. Um, now, a lot of the major trail centers nowadays will offer an uplift service. Um, 
So that's one aspect. But you're really looking at the downhill side of things. If you want to, if if you're worried about your fitness condition, um, or you know you're carrying an injury, maybe try uh, an e-mountain bike. Now that's probably going to be quite a, a controversial statement to make. Uh, the, 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 these are the new electronic <laughs> bikes, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. It, basically, it's it's a mountain bike. Um, it has a battery and a motor, which um, now, now you know, you're will, will stuff, assist yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, ra- rather than being an uh, an e bike, it's um, it's an electrically assisted bike. Okay. So do you um, do you generate the power through the pedals, or I presume you or? you still have to put yeah. in the power, and depending on the setting, it will either echo or increase that power. Okay. By so much. Right. Um, and actually, you know, they, they, they've got a lot of stick from some of the purists. Of course. But if it gets people out on bikes and, you know, you've still got to do a bit of work on it. Yeah. Um, you know, you've still got to spin your legs, which, um, you know, still uses energy. It still creates a fitness and builds muscle. Um, but it does it, you know, it allows you to go further for longer than right. perhaps you would have done. And, and yeah. So is that something you'd recommend for like an yeah. older athletes or somebody who's coming into it from a long way off? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're not sure or, you know, I'd always say try, um, you know, try the, the, the natural form first. The natural form. Is there anything natural about riding a mountain bike? Who knows? Um, yeah. But, you know, try, try um, a normal bike first. If you're really struggling with it, but you like the idea of it still, then maybe look at uh, an e-bike, and yes, you're probably going to pay a premium on it. But uh, you know, if it well, gets that, you I mean, out, yeah, that's something you enjoy. That that is true of any new technology. I mean, how long that e-bike's yeah, sure. been around now? I think not long. Uh, they've been around um, probably probably sort of widespread over the last four years, maybe. But in the last year, definitely they've they've boom the technology is yeah. taking a, a right. quantum okay. leap almost yeah um but you know you're still going to pay a pretty penny for sure um sure. for this gear so what are the what are the health benefits then of, of uh of mountain biking in particular i mean obviously road cycling it's all good for the legs and lungs but um is it more beneficial to go out on a mountain bike um i think that yeah Honestly, I, I genuinely think riding anything off-road is um, a more rounded fitness. Um, okay. So, bearing in mind that I'm not a road bike frame, you know, I'm on on <laughs> closer to no, ninety I, kilos than than yeah. I care to, you know, admit. Um, I'm, you know, I, the way I've trained over the years, a lot of it has been upper body. A lot of it, you know, the, you look at pure road cyclists and they tend to be pretty skinny dudes yeah. do that, yeah. um, with a lot of power in the in the uh, in the legs whereas uh, you know my my body um I, I i like to think i've got a, a good amount of power throughout my body and a lot mm-hmm. of that is to do with mountain biking as well right. um so when when i first started riding mountain bikes competitively um which I have to say was pretty short lived because it was towards the wrong end of my, you know, my thirties. And I soon realized that I probably wasn't going to make it as a, as a, um, an elite mountain biker, but um, 
the, the point being that you are having to use your whole body to move that bike around rather than just road cycling where it is, you know, there's a good, don't get me wrong. I still use road biking as a fitness, um, yeah. as a training tool and um, all, the, all the rest of it. So, but, I mean, for me, uh, you know, I, I, again, this is probably like my build and my body. And, you, you know, you might argue that, you know, I've not had the bike set up properly, but I, I've never found it physically comfortable to be uh, uh, on a push bike for a long time, whether that's a road bike or, or whether it's a mountain bike. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I just find that it, I just find it uncomfortable. And I think that's because I'm quite long and lanky. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think that's, um, I, I, I think it's probably more to do with, um, not being set up properly, maybe not having coaching and, you know, mm. you said that you weren't particularly comfortable. I, I, you know, I reckon with a bit of coaching and a proper setup, you yeah. find it a lot better. Okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to light your world on fire. It's not for everyone. <laughs> um, but I, I could, you know, we, we could look at it and make it better for you. Definitely. Okay. Uh, and, you know, when you, when you ride a mountain bike, um, you know, the, the, because the whole body comes into play, the core comes into play a bit more um, and you're moving the bike around underneath you rather than just, Plodding along for hour yeah. after hour, you know, yeah. it, it's fun, and you see things that you wouldn't see on a road bike. Um, it, yeah, it's it's just so much more fun um, in the so, long term. Yeah. So, what sort of safety gear are we looking at here? So, we, as with any cycling um, sport, you you know, I, I, I'm a big advocate of wearing helmets. Some people mm-hmm. have sort of battled against it over the years. The the top end of the sport, um, you know, if you race, you have to wear a helmet. Yeah, I'm, no, that, I, that makes I, sense. I don't like being broken. Um, no. And I have no, to say that a on a couple of occasions, you know, the helmet, the safety equipment that I've been wearing, and I, it, it depends what I'm doing. So if I'm riding cross country, I will generally wear gloves and helmet yeah. and eye protection because you yeah. get a lot of dirt kicked up in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly if you're at the back like me, yeah, I've been there if, in you, Cyprus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you <laughs> if you take a tumble on um, on gravel, or, you know, or on dirt or something like that, you know, scraping your palms up is never great fun. So yeah. I always always wear gloves, glasses, and a helmet. So, I mean, yeah. As far as uh, you know, speaking from you know as, as a former medic and having spent some time in and on and on the ambulances during my training, um, you know everything what you just talked about there about the gloves, the helmet, the eye protection, everything mm-hmm. else like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you only get one head. And, yeah, you know, it's important yeah. to look after it. Yeah, so- and there's so many documented events where. Uh, you know, for instance, James Cracknell, all right, not mountain or not mountain biking at the time when he was doing race across America, mm. um, got hit by the wing mirror of a lorry, Oof. and that helmet, yeah. you know, no doubt about it, saved his life. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, he still suffered um, some pretty heavy trauma, but you know, he. But but the helmet, helmet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and then, um, you know, with other safety equipment, if you if you go into the the more sort of downhill. Uh, if I'm doing technical stuff, I'll wear knee pads and maybe elbow pads, right? As well, because okay. I'm old and I don't like breaking <laughs> myself. No, there's there's no <laughs> sense in doing anything if you if you're going to come out in a big snotty heap at the end. I think. Correct. Uh, so, what's the best experience you think you've had on this? 
Uh, oh, man. Um, so, I mean, mountain biking's taken me places. I didn't, you know, didn't really think I'd uh, end up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've had, um, yeah, just trips where, where um, so mountain biking solo around Kilda Forest up in the northwest, up near Carlisle. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, amazing experience. I found myself at the top of one of these climbs with a load of uh, um, a wooden structure called, they, they, we, in mountain biking terms, it's called North Shore, okay. um, where you have um, a boarded area. It's like, a, you know, you create a boardwalk, essentially, across right. a piece of ground that would ordinarily be unrideable. So, mm-hmm boggy waste you know marshland or whatever yeah um and this 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 area had been boardwalked out but the the, the scene out over keel the water from this high point was just incredible absolutely fantastic um you know and, and there's no way you'll have done that if it wasn't for mountain biking yeah yeah you know, i'd never have seen that um i ended up um guiding on a trip out in uh, out in the Alps, and I'd not been to the Alps before, um, and it was just an incredible experience to be up in the Alps, you know, mm-hmm. on a mountain yeah. bike, and then going, okay, helmet on, let's go. You get off the, you know, you get off the um, uh, the gondola, and you know, you straight into downhill trails, and it was just wow. incredible. So, I, oh god, I could go on, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, just you know, cycling in general is is um, has always been a great thing in my life, and it provides me so much uh, in terms of satisfaction, either you know through um, fitness goals or just through experiences that I've had. Um, yeah, and mountain biking, I've, I've probably had yeah a, a lot of the really good ones on mountain bike. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> You talked about the scenery, you talked about the, the, the fitness benefits and everything, but how does it actually feel to charge down that hill, gravel spraying up behind you, trees and shrubs whipping by, and you are in control of that bike? What is what is that like? Uh, it is, it's one of those rare feelings where you um, can, you can really get yourself to the edge of being in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I imagine it's much like, um, I've not done a lot of skiing, um, but it, it's, it's a very similar feeling. So if anybody's skied, water skied, wakeboarding, uh, anything where you're moving at speed and, you know, one wrong move can be the difference between a successful run or, a you know, and I'm gravel in your knees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go yes. with that. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about you know, um, so in, in terms of adrenaline, that's, um, you know, that, that's what it, it feels like you're right on the edge of, mm-hmm. um, of your control level. Um, yeah. and it, it's a sport that allows you to push your talent at your own pace. Um, and you know, and sometimes you go beyond that talent and you get bitten, but Hey, it's all part of learning. And at the same time, um, it can be the most mellow thing in the world. So, you know, just pedaling along, um, observing nature, just being out in the elements. Um, it's nothing, you know, it's, it's that 
it, it feels amazing to be out on on a mountain bike um, or charging down a hill. Fantastic. So you'd say it's a pretty big adventure, would you say, to get into mountain biking? I'd say it's a pretty big adventure, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Is it as big an adventure as um, what we're going to talk about next? Oh, I see what you did mm. there. Uh, well, yes, yes, it is, um, but in a different sort of way. Sure. Uh, so, folks, Lee's brought us around to the big adventure this week. I have. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much indeed. You're welcome. Over to you, sir. Well, so this week's uh, big adventure is um, being completed by, or it's being undertaken by, hopefully completed, by a guy called Dan Beaumont. Um, and um, I strongly recommend that you give him a follow on Instagram because what he's doing at the moment is pretty epic. So Dan is uh, just a normal guy. Uh, he's a normal dude. But he spent the last nine years or so living out of the country, um, during which time, actually, he's um, he and his best mate um, have started a, a hostel and cafe company uh, in Bucharest in Romania, oh, of wow. all places. Of course, why, why wouldn't you? Hey. Um, but he's, uh, he's decided to come back to the UK, um, and he promised himself um, a bit of time to himself to, you know, to reconnect. And he's, he felt the best way to do that was to cycle 10,000 kilometres in a figure of eight around the United Kingdom. Wow. Because why wouldn't you? Well, um, exactly. Why not? <laughs> he, yeah. You know, uh, he's not racing around. He's, uh, he's not, you know, uh, not pushing um, for a, a, a time. He's, you know, using the time to visit friends and family in the UK that he's not caught up with for years because he's been away. Mm-hmm. Um, but 10,000 miles on a bicycle yeah. is pretty, you know, that's pretty big. Um, and why not? And in the meantime, you know, while he's doing it, uh, he's also raising funds for uh, Mind Over Mountain. So um, Dan, in his, in his younger years, uh, struggled with a few issues. Uh, I won't give too much away. I'm going let to let the listener go and check out the website. Uh, and read all about it but uh to acknowledge um the struggles that he's had over the years um with mental health he wants to raise some funds for mind over mountain uh, which is a, a fantastic charity helping people to discover ways to uh, overcome mental health issues in nature and in the outdoors does that not sound familiar it does ring a bell yeah yeah, mm. so absolutely barking up yeah. our tree there, Dan, yeah. uh, and, uh, and Mind Over Mountain. So, mm. uh, yeah, massively behind you here. Uh, check it out, guys. He's uh, He's got his story out on uh, linktr.ee forward slash Dan Beaumont. Um, so go and check that out. And while you're at it, go and have a look at uh, his Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Dan Beaumont please uh, spare a bit of change and, and uh, help raise some funds for a really, really good cause. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan's obviously doing a figure of eight in the UK. So um, I've, I've, I've been messaging him this week and sort of said, uh, hey, we're going to mention you on, on, uh, on this uh, podcast. Um, and I'm hoping at some point when he's, uh, when he's a bit closer to, <laughs> to 
at home uh to my home he's actually from uh, uh from the lake district but um yeah we're hoping to interview dan uh when when he gets down south so fingers crossed i'll be able to go out spend a bit of time on the bike with him um maybe spend a night out and um that'll yeah. be great yeah yeah get some words from from dan himself uh, it might be a while yet, though, because he's still he's up in the Isle of Lewis. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it is a bit of a commute, especially by bike from there all the way down to Wiltshire. So, I'll give yeah. him a few days. Yeah, yeah. But there we go. So, <laughs> this week's big adventure, Dan Beaumont. Please go check him out. Uh, show some support, Mud Island Adventures, uh, and uh, yeah, fantastic. If you don't fancy cycling 10,000 kilometres on a bike, and I have to say, right now it's not appealing to me, there are <laughs> other ways to find your adventures. And one ch- one thing is uh, is to find your armchair adventures. Now, oh, I love these. It's my favourite. Yeah. So this week, I happened to be um, browsing the channels, and mm-hmm. a- upon Netflix, I found a movie. It's called Magnetic. It is a film by, uh, and forgive my pronunciation here if you speak French, Thierry Dunard. That sounds uh, he, pretty good. Oh, merci beaucoup. <laughs> and he, he made this film three years ago in 2018. And what it does, it showcases these um, athletes around the world. And it's looking at big wave surfing. It looks about mountain biking and kite surfing, high altitude skiing, Paraglide, it, it just runs this gamut of these adventure sports. And the scenery, which it, it begins in Portugal with the, uh, the big wave surfing, it sort of moves to uh, Pakistan for the, uh, the high altitude skiing. And, and man, I gotta say, if <laughs> these guys, when, you know, you've got this picture on the screen of this mountain, and I'm kind of like screwing my eyes up without my glasses, <laughs> thinking, where, where, oh, okay, yeah, no, I can see this tiny speck. And it looks, like he's coming down what he, what appears to be an almost vertical face. Of course, it's probably yeah. about 45, 60 degrees, whatever it is. But it's, you know, it's just absolutely incredible. And the footage is just remarkable. And it's, it is so inspiring. You know, you really do get this appreciation of the skill, the courage that these uh, athletes have, and the dedication that they have to their sport as well. Yeah. You know, you've got these, they're talking about this this connection to the natural world. Um, you know, they're talking about like the, this meditative state of mind that you achieve through the pursuit of these sports. And both Garrick and I know that from, from cycling, from surfing, from all of the stuff that we've done, when you are engaged in these activities, then you are 100% engaged. All your senses, everything from all five senses in putting into your brain and to your kinesthetic sense everything is just in that moment so watching something like this is it is inspiring it jolts your sense of adventure and it just gives you this this kick up the butt really to just go out there (laughs) and to do something you know whether that's on a mountain bike or whether that it, it doesn't matter what it is but it really does inspire you to uh, to, to go out there and, uh, and and find something to do. And uh, it, what really sort of encapsulates the adventurous spirit is this quote I'm going to leave you with from the movie. 
It's uh, by Benjamin Sanchez. He's a big wave surfer. And he said, and I quote, we're living our lives now, not later. Later will be too late. Absolutely. And it sounds very much like one of my very favorite quotes of all time. And that is, if you're not living life on the edge, you're taking up too much space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> awesome. If, yeah. Um... I remember seeing the movie a little while back. And when you mentioned it this week, mm. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I could think about was the speed flying. Yes. Oh, wow. Paragliders. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys down in New Zealand. I mean, I, I mean, I, I was literally watching that on the edge of my seat thinking, holy cow, how literally how long yeah. can you go? Yeah. Very low. Apparently, <laughs> is the answer. Extremely low and very fast. Yes. Uh, Awesome, awesome. But you know what? It's not all about skiing down big mountains, and it's not all about no. you know speed flying in in New Zealand. Remember, the adventure is yours, and we've got another one for you this week in our weekend wins. Um, so I'm going to start you off with a little poem. I love this. I found this today. Um, and it's actually by um, a poet called Marchette Shoot which I think is a brilliant name anyway. Mm. Um, and it goes something like, Under the dark is a star. Under the star is a tree. Under the tree is a blanket. And under the blanket is me. <laughs> Our weekend win and challenge to you, Mud Islanders, is to sleep outside. So we've already talked about sunrises, sunsets, nighttime adventures. We're going we're gonna to take that a step further now. Uh, and we'd like you to go and sleep outside. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to trek off into the wilderness and wild camp somewhere. And wild camping is something, no doubt, we will cover on this podcast at some Absolutely, point. Absolutely, yeah, we will. Um, but it doesn't really matter where you are. Uh, if you're... Uh, you know, if you can get in the back garden uh, or the front garden for that matter, uh, or if, you know, or even your balcony, if that's where you live, you know, you, do you know what I was going to, I've got it written down right here, man. But yeah, no, absolutely right. So we're not all lucky enough to live, um, you know, where, where we can find green space. Um, so all, all it's about, it doesn't have to be somewhere uh, intrepid. Although I reckon sleeping on your balcony would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it would. You know, um, but just somewhere where you can see the night sky. I would recommend picking a dry night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, seconded. You know, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, not if you want to use a tent, use a tent. If you just want to go with a sleeping bag and a bivy or, you know, however you want to do it. But just get outside on a nice night and fall asleep under the stars. And you know what? It's one of the oh, it's one of the most fun things about um, you know some of the adventures I've had. Um, uh, just being able to fall asleep under a blanket of stars mm-hmm. is something really, really um, soothing for the soul. It is like chicken soup for the soul. Yeah, uh, and that's the challenge. So, a couple of top tips for you. First one. Um, you know, make sure you are allowed to sleep where you're going to sleep. So um, whether it's on a campsite, 
uh, or whether it's in your garden or whether it's uh, whether you, you know if you're wild camping please 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 make sure you check the rules for the area that you're in um, you know and if you need to get permission from the landowner then please do that do not go out and just willy-nilly wild camp um, insulate yourself from the ground okay mm. there's nothing worse than <laughs> sleeping on cold ground and waking up and i learned this the hard yeah. way probably when i was about 14 years old uh and a mate of mine had a barn and i had a big old german sleeping bag and we we went and slept in this barn but the, <laughs> it was a concrete floor man oh. i didn't have a roll mat or anything like that it was the coldest night um so make sure that you've got some insulation from the ground um whether that's a bespoke roll mat or just a bit of you know a Bit of cushioning like chair cushions from outdoor furniture something like that just to keep use you know a bit of separation between you and the ground um and if you think it's going to rain then make sure you've got some sort of shower or but you know a bug out option as um just in case it all goes horribly wrong yeah uh yeah but there's something really really magical about going to sleep outside and i'm hoping i'm going to go and do that fairly soon because i miss it <laughs> yeah so, no it is. Yeah. it is it is there is, there is something quite magical quite primal actually about uh, being in that kind of environment and uh, you know you are you are quite literally surrounded by nature and mm -hmm. uh, and and the elements and it, it is it is extremely soothing yeah it's not always the most you know sort of sleepful night but <laughs> <laughs> true you won't forget um, it yeah, no, you won't. It. No, that <laughs> does kind of remind me about our um, abortive attempt um, some time ago to walk around uh, Cornwall. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, was... yeah that, that was that didn't end well, mostly because of my laryngitis. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> sometimes yeah. you just got to know when to knock it on the head. Well, yeah, yeah, we still have, we still have fun. Yeah, we uh, did. Cool. Uh, well. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's it that's for me this week. Yeah. Okay, so um, from Garrick and I, we would like to uh, thank you for listening, and uh, don't forget to uh, you know check out our previous episodes, give us a rating, share us with your friends and family, share us with your circle, follow us on Instagram, join the FB group, become part of that community, and until next time, go do tell us about it.